0: welcome to SpiFL what's up y'all it's Jonathan Rollins and Skiff Musara Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football mm-hmm. American football that's true <laughs> nice The regular season is now over We are officially in Black Monday. Mm. And that's where all bad black coaches lose their jobs or mm. mediocre. Uh, but this season, every black coach who started the season with their team is in the playoffs.
1: Hmm. Let's go.
0: Yeah, man. Everyone. <laughs> Todd Bowles, somehow. Uh, D'Amico Ryan. And uh, who's the other black coach? I don't know. Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. <laughs> the best one. He's in the playoffs, too. All black coaches. So your move, Atlanta.
1: <laughs> nice that we started off Black Monday um, yeah. by by getting rid of like, you know, white entitled mm. <laughs> silver spoon in the mouth. We start. That's how we begin it. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's good. We'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but that was a that was a lovely gift for me when I woke up this morning. It was great. Um They did it sure? at midnight. I know. <laughs> I know. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah.
1: Which which means they, they did it like maybe about a, a, an hour or so before I woke up this morning. That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> uh fair warning we're gonna go through we're gonna go through all the games in order mm-hmm. but some
0: of them we don't were, give a book about it. they were s- inconsequential
1: some of them were truly truly meaningless so we're not mm-hmm. gonna do a deep dive um on say for instance chiefs chargers Nobody yeah. cares. Like yeah. even Taylor Swift canceled her. She hired. They said before the game, oh, she had booked a luxury box. But then when she realized that her boyfriend wasn't playing, she canceled it.
0: <laughs> mm. Didn't she go to the Golden Globes? <laughs>
1: yeah, but I think she was going to go to the game first. And then she was going to go to the Golden Globes. Oh, shit. <laughs> then she was like, oh, shit, you're not playing? I'm not coming then.
0: <laughs> what do I need to go to that for? <laughs> yeah. What? And they made a joke. Have you heard about the Golden Globes? What, that, no, uh, I,
1: uh-uh.
0: Joe Coy was the host, and apparently he was bombing up there. Mm. And he tried to make a Taylor Swift joke. And he was just like, uh, There's going to be more cutaways. There's going to be less cutaways to her at this than at a Chiefs game. Right. And then she just took a sip of water, and everybody just kind of, he was just bombing, apparently.
1: Yeah, I heard he, <laughs> it. I, I saw the headline. Comics, man. It was like,
0: it, Yeah. He's funny, Sometimes. though. <clears throat> but Yeah. Sometimes you when you win some, you lose some. <laughs> you sometimes gotta go you eat go it.
1: after that sometimes you go after that low hanging fruit and it fucking smacks you in the face. Mm. You know? Yeah. Hmm.
0: <laughs> just think about bombing.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do we go right to the games, man? We got some we got some good games. It wasn't like I mean it's the last week of the season. It was what it was.
1: Yeah, some of these games were really important and some of them were Mm. quite fascinating. The first one, obviously, is Steelers Ravens. Uh, Steelers win the game 17 to 10. I mean, the Ravens didn't really play very many of their starters. Um, But, you know, the Steelers had a lot to play for. They came out and handled their business and they got a, a win in. A nearly unwatchable football game, but <laughs> yeah. primarily because of the torrential downpour, which made it very difficult for the players to hold on to the ball. Um, But more importantly, because the ESPN broadcast could not keep the water from covering the lens on the primary yeah. broadcast shot. It's like it was the first time they had ever filmed a game in the rain. I don't know what it the was hell was shocking. going on. Shocking. Yeah.
0: I mean I understand I was that. I'm standing to some my wife, Where like, uh what's up? <laughs> this uh they, they do this all the time. Why are there drops of rain on the TV? I,
1: you know, there were some plays where the image was just completely smudged. It it almost looked like like an impressionist painting or something. <laughs> like, what are we looking at here?
0: That sack was um, a Picasso.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um bad news is is that the the victory, uh, and I'm not entirely sure how big a deal this is, but it appears to have come to uh, at at some sort of a cost. As the Steelers' defensive leader T.J. Watt left this game with what appears to be, at the very least, an MCL sprain.
0: Yeah, he did. It was um, uh, J.J. Watt was on social media and said it.
1: And I don't know, I don't know how significant that is. To be honest with you, um, there's a lot of different. I don't know, levels levels of sprain or whatever. Um, So that kind of sucks. But this was a big deal for the Steelers because, I mean, they obviously needed to win this game and they needed some other things to kind of fall Mm -hmm. uh, into place for them. And and everything did. Everything fell into place for them um, just fine, especially thanks to, I think, primarily to the Jaguars losing is what made it possible for them to sneak in.
0: Jaguars losing opened up a, a path for a lot of teams. Or a, few, mm. a handful of teams.
1: My favorite part of this game was Jadavion Clowney getting this seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars sack. He 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 had a nine point five. He needed to get nine sacks on the season for for this seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus, and mm. when he got it, he was dancing. He was <laughs> 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 dancing around the field, and I don't yeah, think anybody yeah. in the stadium quite knew. They were like, "Yeah, okay, fine, we get it. You got yeah, the man. sack." But you're he was get, like, uh,
0: "You're gonna get the late game." Yeah, I thought it was back really funny. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, shout out to Mike Tomlin. Uh Yeah, he's whatever. He's I, I don't know. He's just it, it's a ten-win team. He's still he's a good coach. I don't know what else to say. That'll be the last time that I address it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. And, and then the fuck next those game. fans that wanted him fired. Fuck all of them. Oh my god, fuck them hard. There were fuck fans him. that were what this guy lost his, uh, uh, fired so, his shit. offensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Is on his third string quarterback and is in the playoffs. Get the fuck out of here, y'all! Trying to get rid of him. Good luck with another coach. Mm-hmm. Stuck yeah. with Bill Cowher for all those years. Took him damn near twenty years to get you to the game. Oh no, to win the game. I think mm. they lost one to Yes,
1: it. to those Steelers fans who want Mike Tomlin fired, may I offer you Arthur Smith, please?
0: <laughs> yeah, make a trade. Yeah. Uh, next game was the Colts versus the Texans, which was a game that had a lot of uh, uh, weight to it. It was very important for both teams, and uh, it was a good game.
1: Mm, it was. And, um, I mean, how about these Texans? The team. This is a team that most people at the beginning of the season were saying – four five wins yeah is probably their ceiling in, see what their um,
0: foundation is something to yeah. work with yeah
1: this team was supposed to be building and hopefully you know moving in the right direction obviously um but their week eighteen victory over the Colts indicates that the Texans are I would argue seriously ahead of schedule yeah thank thanks to their new head coach uh Demico Ryans and his staff, uh, as well as the on-field performance of their two rookies, the edge rusher Will Anderson and um, and C.J. Stroud, of course. Um, I mean, talk about starting the game off right with a 75-yard touchdown bomb <laughs> to- oh, yeah. from Stroud N- 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 to Kramp. Nico Collins. Like, as if yeah. they needed to make a more definitive statement as to what they were there to do on that particular night. They're like, we're getting ready to fucking – kick you in the face um <laughs> and they did and they kicked the they kicked them in the they kicked the colts in the face and 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 they just never really looked back the colts were never able to i mean you know they made a game of it of course but honestly i, I never based on what no. i saw i didn't really look like the texans were ever going to lose this game
0: um, no, the defense was up for the Colts' defense looked good too and despite that the texans were still moving the ball and then uh two of those points were given to them two of the 19 was that safety at the end, which was smart in order to, uh, to yeah, wrap the game up. S-
1: you don't see that every day. an intentional yeah. safety.
0: That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say this, it's a bit of a bummer for the Colts who, you know, they managed to stay relevant despite losing their rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson early in the season. Menchu played really well. Zach Moss was great in the first half of the season when they were without Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, But ultimately, I feel like they don't really have enough weapons. I don't know. It's either that they don't have enough weapons in their wide receiver room, or it could be that maybe we give too much credit to Gardner Minshew. Mm. Right? Like it might be a Mm. Minshew problem because I feel like for most of the season, whenever I watch Colts games, it felt like it was Michael Pittman Jr. or bust. I don't think he was very good at spreading the ball around
0: Right, there,' yeah, Because the you still got Mo Alley Cox over there.
1: Yeah, and it felt like it felt like these other guys, like Mo Alley Cox, and 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 um, Josh Downs, Josh Downs, and and some of these uh, Alec Pierce, like Alec Pierce was kind of a fun player at the end of last year, and you know I just felt like they have pieces, mm-hmm. but you just never felt like they were used very well.
0: Doesn't it feel like they're ahead of schedule, maybe a little bit? For sure. And then Houston is just, (laughs) it just makes you feel like, damn, the coach should be better. Mm. But, you know, Houston just, because I can't name five Texans without looking at it. Somebody put that on Twitter. Name five Texans players. Just to to highlight how good of a job D'Amico Ryan's uh, did as coach. I was like, damn, that's a good point, man. They just made it happen. Yeah, it just won games, but the Colts—they got nothing to hang their head about, uh, head uh, about either. Because they—I mean, a- if you
1: think about it, like, I mean, you 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 got to go back and say that the Texans—you could easily say that they won the draft last year. They get Stroud, they get Will Anderson, and then on top of that, you throw in Tank Dell, who, yeah, nobody nobody really expected Tank anything out of Tank Dell, but he balled the fuck out this year. He yeah. was so good before he broke his leg. Um, so if it they could, can hit on that, it could
0: just be Stroud too. It could you be know what I mean. It could, it could just be that they found that guy that's gonna put the ball 100%. where it needs to be. hundred so, percent. Uh uh that coach quarterback combo is brand new. Mm. So it's funny how that organization went from shit to sugar really quickly. Definitely. Shit to sugar. I
1: like that. Speaking of shit to sugar, we so that so this victory and obviously the Jaguars loss, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh led to the Houston Texans of all teams winning the AFC South.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean Fuck crazy. up everybody's a uh, parlay.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ain't nobody picking that. Oh. Um next up we got Browns versus Bengals. This is a
0: shit bowl brought yeah. to you by X-Lex. Only this, because this- uh, the, the the Browns sat their starters, and then the Bengals just straight up Zach Taylor it where they try to beat up on a bunch of backups. It's so on brand where they were yeah. celebrating and going nuts, and I was like, sit y'all weak asses down somewhere, man. I can't stand, I can't stand Zach Taylor, man. Ugh. Yeah,
1: this was uh, this is one of those games that it we can absolutely skip it's 31 yeah. to 14 it's a meaningless game the bengals weren't going yeah. to the playoffs and the browns were locked into the 5 seed can't go up can't go down yeah. um and they played jeff Driscoll, who was just an absolute train wreck from beginning mm-hmm. to end he was terrible um so yeah let's let's skip that one um, another
0: meaningful game vikings lions that was meaningful mm-hmm. It had was. a lot of uh, uh, Vikings could have worked their way into some scenarios to make it in, and the Lions just closed the goddamn door on it. Um, and might lose, might have lost Sam Laporta in the process.
1: This is for, the one uh, question I want to ask: Is this? Am I crazy or like I get
0: I? It's I, dumb, Skiff. Yes, is it? Dumb. Is it dumb? Is this simple? It's dumb. Like,
1: I mean, I understand Dan Campbell. Uh, I mean, his argument was essentially, they're in the three seed. His argument was um, if if they win and the Cowboys and the Eagles lost, then they would move from the three to the two, which is why he was going to play as starters all the way through. I don't really think there's that big of a difference between the the three and the two. Certainly not enough to jeopardize losing one of your most valuable players.
0: I could see uh doing – I mean, because you can get injured on any play. I get that. But you still want to just be a little safe. You could use this as an opportunity to check out some other people you might need later in the playoffs. You could use this as an opportunity like Andy Reid does sometimes and let other coaches practice coaching the game, building mm-hmm. them up, give people different – cross-train your staff. You got so many other things you could do that uh have your team – more prepared for next week, which is is bigger than right now. And, and he might try to talk it away or like like act like it's not a big deal. He's he's kicking himself for that shit.
1: I think it's dumb. It's really dumb. I think it's really really. It's on dumb.
0: brand. It's on brand. But it, it, it's dumb. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like you 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 look at the numbers, and of course, well, the, you know the the other I don't know the other argument is obviously like that whole rest versus rust. Scenario series.
0: Do two series.
1: Yeah, exactly. Treat it like a preseason game,
0: like a preseason game.
1: I just don't understand. Like, especially after Laporta went down and I don't know how serious his injury is. Um, But certainly after it happened, I was like, you got to get Amon Ross St. Brown out of the game. Take yeah. him out now, but no, he didn't. Nope. Amari Ra hangs in there all the way to the end. Seven receptions for 144 yards and a touchdown. This man should not be playing in this meaningless game.
0: Especially somebody who's dealt with injuries. But he was vague about it. uh, Dan Campbell. Mm. He said that uh, it's not as serious as it looked. It's not as bad as it looked, but it's not mm. good. <laughs> That's what he said in his press. Oh conference. my god. He's like, so he's probably gonna maybe miss the first playoff game. I don't know how consequential that's going to be. Um because they're a pretty good team, but they also lost some some bad games this year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I, it feels in- really stupid. I wouldn't even <laughs> especially as a as watching my team two of the top pass rushers go down in in two games where they didn't need to be in the game either. They're blowing out the Jets and they keep in Phillips, he blows his Achilles, then they're losing out of reach game to the Ravens and then Chubb is still in and he, and we lost our two best pass rushers because of uh, Mm. coaches thinking it's a goddamn video game.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know what else to say other than like, obviously the Lions. They're going to lose to the
0: Rams. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: I, I just feel like it's a decision that can really like, it's not over. You know what I mean? Like you, like you're suggesting, like they, If they lose to the Rams, the first question he's going to be asked after the game is, do you think it was a good idea to play your starters in Week 18? This doesn't – you remember the Chargers made this mistake last year? Yes. In a game that they had nothing to play for, and then they wound up blowing it. I mean, it's like, come on, Dan. Like, what are you doing?
0: That was – and that that game made us say, Brandon Staley needs to be gone. And the Chargers – I'm not saying – that Dan Campbell needs to be gone. He's obviously got this whole team believing in themselves. He's done a great job, so it's not like that. But you should learn from other co- let let other coaches make the mistakes. You learn from before you have to make them yourself. Hmm. And that was one that I wish more coaches would have learned from, because I guess in the heat of the moment you just get. Did you see? Uh, did you see McVeigh once uh, uh, Nakua got his uh, his record?
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's, a, there's a
0: shot of Sean McVay walking down the sidelines saying, nice. Get him out of here. Get nice. Get him out of here. Good job, buddy. Get out of the fucking game. <laughs> Congratulations. You're done. Yeah, get You're done. Yeah. Take your helmet <laughs> off. Pads optional. Get the fuck out of the game.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Uh, um, what's the next game? Oh, next ooh. game
1: is next game is probably this is the one where the most dominoes fell the Jaguars yeah. versus the Titans. Um, the Titans win this game 28 to 20. Um, the Jags not only blew it for themselves, um, but as we mentioned, their loss also clinched a playoff spot for the Steelers, also clinched a playoff spot for the Bills, regardless of what happened in that game yeah. later. Um and handed the AFC South division to the Houston Texans. I <laughs> what mean,
0: you. Against
1: I, a 5-win team. This is a,
0: the Titans are a 5-win team. They beat my team.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. like
0: that's learn from other coaches. This team is still playing hard. Go out there and match it. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: I mean, I've I, 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 I never seen started, t-
0: this generational quarterback look that bad. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead, man. No,
1: you're right. You're you're 100% correct. And the problem was is that they started the game pretty flat, the Jaguars. Um, and the Titans, I don't know if it was a Derek hit. You know, there's a lot of reports that mm. this is obviously going to be Derrick Henry's last game. And I, I, I'd like to think that, that that was pretty much the reason why the vibes were so good in Tennessee on that particular day going into the last day of the season. And also, if you remember the Jaguars did this to the Titans last mm-hmm. year, Yep, right on the last game of the season and knocked the Titans out of the playoffs. So, you know, obviously they were up for this. Derrick Henry had a day, um, you know, Tajay Spears, very mm. fun player. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I really really like watching him play football. Um, but you know, T. Law and his associates were just playing catch up, and when they're playing catch up, he's making mistakes. I mean, he throws two touchdown passes, but he throws two picks. Um, was and you're one playing them, Tannehill,
0: and Tannehill's going to put you in a position <laughs> to win the game. That's his thing. That's his. That's his. Uh, he's gonna, that's going to be on his tombstone. Here lies mm. Ryan Tannehill, who mm. put teams in position to win games all of his career, Because nice. <laughs> and and op- opposing teams. And that's mm. what he did, man. He gave them mm. a shot at the end. And Trevor Lawrence missed three passes in a row. Yep. Just missed. Yep. One, they say he threw it. A, it was a quarterback that was calling the game. I don't remember which quarterback it was. But he said he threw it because it would have been a pick if he threw it accurately. The guy right. had to jump on it. So that made sense. But then he just missed another one and then he missed another. It was like, this is supposed to be I was asking in our chat uh if y'all are in the chat, then you know spinL pod group is where our chat is at, but we have our and it's called game time, and we're in the game time chat, and I was like, is this it? is this the generational quarterback like when do we give up on that about Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a good question um I mean again, we started the year. Assuming that the Jaguars would rule this division mm. for at least the next couple of years, nobody expected anything out of the Texans. Expectations talking about MVP. Yeah, expectations were low for both the Titans and the Colts uh, because everybody, all three of those teams, were rolling into the year. Well, well, maybe not. what well, they were basically rolling into the year with rookie quarterbacks. Yeah so nobody really felt like they were going to do anything. Um this is a huge this is like the bar should be so much higher for the Jaguars in my opinion. Yeah. Um I I feel like this this is an organization that has historically it's one of the newer teams obviously. Historically they've been a bit of a joke. Um they've had a couple of good years thrown in there. Um but to me they this this felt like this was supposed to be the year where the Jaguars become a legitimate NFL franchise, and I feel like yeah. all they did was just step on a rake at the end. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, I I, I think it's going to be a long off season, yeah for the for the Jaguars players.
0: I want to I want to say one thing too, man. I didn't get to say this at the top, hmm. but uh, and this could have been my shit. Got learned. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> But I just have to say, shout out to Roger Goodell Hmm. for making the decision in 2010 to make the last week of the season all rivalry games. Mm. Because you get shit like this happening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where even if it doesn't matter, it fucking matters. If some NFC team was playing against the Jaguars, they might have taken it easy. Like, ah, shit, we're the Giants. We're not going to be in it. But then when you got a chance to stick it to your rival team on the way Mm -hmm. out, Mm -hmm. because you got nothing, this is our Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. you get shit like this. That was a brilliant thing, man. Because I remember the last week, people were just like, these teams, nobody's playing anybody. Right. And they switched it to this, and this is great. Which
1: which is uh, – I'm glad you said that because that's actually a good way to transition into the next game, which on paper was 100% meaningless, New York Jets versus the Patriots. Uh, Jets went at 17-3. to There's – I call this the lost expectations bowl. Um <laughs> You I call know, this the... Uh, you are trash!
0: Bowl. <laughs>
1: but to your point, what was there to play for other than the Jets... dragon
0: rights. Yeah. Who
1: have not beaten the Patriots in what? 15 or 16? 15. Is it 15? 15 in a
0: row. It would have been 16, yeah.
1: 15 in a row they've lost to, to Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, and they picked this meaningless week... 18 snowball. Uh, just a terrible football game. I mean, like what, how are you supposed yeah. to play football in this weather? It's like, you couldn't see anything hardly. Yeah. Uh, I love how bill Belichick's face was covered up the whole time. I just tried to imagine like the amount of cursing he was doing underneath that, <laughs> that thing, you know? Um, I, it, a lot of people are assuming that was bill's last game as a, as a Patriots head coach. I, I, I happen to agree that that's probably true. Um, and I kept thinking, as he had that giant jacket on, snow flying in his eyes, he's probably like, well, Isn't the Chargers' job available? It's warm over there,
0: isn't it? Give <laughs> <laughs> me the Did fuck out of here. Uh, they're saying Washington might be the place mm-hmm. for him. That seems but, more uh, fitting. Uh-huh.
1: Seems more fitting. We'll I, that'll see, be man. A, you know. It probably depends
0: on who lets him have G, if he wants GM rights because Washington just hired their GM. So
1: yeah, we obviously are recording this on Monday. Um, I was kind of I didn't really think about this until yesterday, but I was hoping to do to record on Tuesday so that we could figure out what's going to happen with some of these coaches. But I I just I have so much shit going on Tuesday Wednesday. So we're gonna. Uh, we'll obviously come back with another episode to preview yeah. the playoff games, and hopefully, we'll have some more information about the coach stuff then. Um, but the one coach who we do know is getting fired brings us mm. to the next game. Mm. Um, my beloved Atlanta Falcons. I have never been so happy to mm. lose to the New Orleans Saints, forty-eight to seventeen. Uh, mm. It was a weird feeling to watch this game with with my son. Isaac, What did he because want? We both wanted, you know, it, we both felt the same way. It's like our, our feelings about this game evolved as it went on, because in the beginning, your natural instinct is that I want to beat the saints. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: But then as the game's going on, you start thinking about the equation and like, what's the best case scenario for us, not only as a draft pick, but also like, how do we, if, what, what's the guaranteed outcome that's going to get Arthur Smith fired tonight?
0: (laughs) Right. Oh, yo, we're out on him. Okay. And
1: barring this whole late season, you know, this, this idea of a late season collapse. It's like, so to me, like as the score started to get out of hand, I was like, you know, because you can, you can sort of go like define late season collapse. You know what I mean? It's like, right. right. You define it. You know, if this game had been close, maybe he keeps his job. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Us getting curb stomped by the by the Saints, there's no way. There's no other way to characterize the last five or six games other than a late season collapse, right? Yeah. Um so the, the scenario of this game going into it was that the winner could have snuck into the playoffs had the Bucks lost. Obviously, the Bucs did not do that. Um the, the Falcons played it tight uh, in the first half. Um, but then Desmond Ritter started to do Desmond Ritter things. He threw a pick <laughs> and then his next three or four passes were almost, he had like at least three turnover worthy plays after he threw that pick. this guy. And then you throw in the fumble, uh, he fumbled the ball away and, and essentially the Falcons got exactly what they deserved. A complete ass whooping. Um, and you know like I said, to me this is the best case scenario for Falcons fans uh nobody likes to lose to the Saints, but we hang on to our top ten draft pick so that's good and you know losing four out of our last five one of those losses being to the to the two win or at the time one win Carolina Panthers uh and then mm, you, you finish you finish it off by getting, you know spanked by the saints our biggest rival i i went to bed thinking surely this qualifies fire. as a late season collapse i awoke i opened my phone and the answer that i longed to hear was the first thing that i saw and the answer was yes arthur smith as of midnight Eastern time, six a.m. European time is no longer the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That means
0: they scheduled the email too. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally just typed it up, I had to um, draft it drafted up, and hit just midnight.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean this is this really is the best case scenario. I mean, what this means for the Falcons moving forward is anybody's guess. The GM will stay on board, but apparently, it's going to be Arthur Blank. And the CEO of the Falcons, who I don't remember his name, they supposedly will begin, they're going to hold a press conference today, but they will begin the head coach search immediately was the Mm. last uh, headline that I saw. Well, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I mean, obviously there's a lot of interesting names out there that are available. And then there's a bunch of other names who you know, like the Ben Johnsons of the world who are still currently employed.
0: So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, um, Did you, what'd you think of the last play? Their last touchdown?
1: I have no problem with that. I I, I thought I, I, okay. So I don't know if you know this, but I read about this this morning, the final play of the game, they were in victory formation Can I play
0: play what Jameis Winston had to say about it? Okay, say what happened. Say what happened. Then I'll play what Jameis Winston had to say.
1: (laughs) Jameis Winston was under center. Apparently, the play call was to just kneel and run out the clock. Apparently, they asked Dennis Allen... Can we get Jamal Williams a touch? Jamal Williams led the league in touchdowns last year and he mm-hmm. had not gotten a touchdown all year this year. Okay.
0: So, I didn't know that. Okay.
1: Yeah. So Jameis Winston asked Dennis Allen, like, can we get Jamal a touchdown? And according to Dennis Allen, he said, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but Jameis Winston had basically called the play himself and, And handed the ball after Jamal Williams, and he scored a touchdown. But I haven't heard the thing that you're getting ready to play. I would love to hear it. Play
0: it. I I was trying to get it on the video, but I can't get it on the video. But whatever. Just play the audio. Yeah, here's the audio. Because the play was was victory, yeah. uh, but I also explained to Da that it was a team decision, yeah. and uh, and I think when you have the a team morale, and I asked the guys, I say guys, like what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. We know how much Jamal means to this team, and and I understood from Da's perspective, so I I, I give him that. but, yeah. yeah, but Da didn't condone it at all. Yeah, you know he, he didn't. However, uh, we decided as a team to do it, and man, we got an interception to the one yard line. Yeah, <laughs> you know like yeah. So if, if 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 we would score with this it would have been disrespectful right you know right. so uh tyron wasn't in on it wasn't he? no tyron was not not in <laughs> no, it uh, like it was it was a, it was an I offensive mean, team discussion of uh, h- however when you when you return the ball to the 1 yard line and you have the opportunity we just had that opportunity and uh and we decided do you think it's a- i like that oh, there was a part i don't like that music that they have in the background so i ended it yeah. but uh, they uh also <laughs> That later in that interview they asked him and I, I encourage people to go check it out. It's in a it's in a mono too, so it's gonna come in people's left ear. They're gonna be complaining about that shit. But whatever. Uh, they also asked him, like, why did like do <laughs> why would he disrespect his coach or like disobey his coach? And he nah. was just like, This is Jamal, it's Maul. We love Maul. We're gonna <laughs> we wanna help him out. And I just it was my decision. It was the whole team's decision, is what he was saying. It was us. Right. We decided this. And he was like, Do you Dislike my call? <laughs> he says it to the to the guy. He like goes in at the reporter. What do you think? Like, do you? Do? And he's like, "Well, if your coach told you to do it, you should have done it." Is what happened. And he's just like, "Okay, well, that's what you think, and I disagree." It was like, <laughs> I mean, as much as
1: I dislike the Saints, I don't have a problem with this at all. Um, Stop. You them. know <clears throat> exactly um, what led see, to fuel. this. Like,
0: let them. Like, like. Is you creating poster board material a bulletin board material for him too? You I mean, the like thing that, that
1: the thing that was funny that led to it was that you know at this point Arthur Smith had taken Desmond Ritter out of the game and he puts in third string quarterback Logan Woodside. Mm-hmm. This guy comes in and throws a he he goes three for four. Uh, his only incompletion was a near pick six that he threw to oh, Teron yeah. Matthew. Yeah. So he he. Intercepts the ball, Matthew. looked he, slow. He but he turned around and like sized. Like, I was like, "What are you doing? Like, take it into he the broke, end zone." It broke,
0: broke the tackle. He broke the, the guy was tackling him. He
1: I know, to... but it looks like he turned around and looked at the guy. Like he could have. I think he could have scored, but then he got he got tackled at the one yard. It was line. slow,
0: man. I never seen him. I before, don't.
1: Man. I don't have a problem with this at all. Like, you know, if you want, if you don't want to be embarrassed, then don't be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like that—that that to me is like kind of a simple deal.
0: There. The crazy thing is, his last moment is going to be—I don't think we mentioned it yet—but he did indeed. Arthur Smith came up angry at Dennis Allen after the yeah. game, saying it was fucking bullshit. Yeah. And Allen was like, "I get you, man." Like he didn't say, "I." The guy didn't listen to me. He just said, "I got you, man. I get why you say that."
1: And he, I, yeah, I heard him, and I think he said, "I understand why you feel that way."
0: yeah and, yeah exactly and, and arthur smith was just like what the, blah, blah, blah. Was just did like, what? you hear the oh black guy walking by uh-uh somebody from the falcon staff <laughs> walking by and he's like i don't know exactly what he said but he said oh bitch ass nigga <laughs> 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 oh he might have said motherfucker That's he called him a bitch ass something <laughs> but he had the, <laughs> <had> the ban <laughs> B- a- a- energy Wow! But he, he says that. If you watch the clip again, you see a black dude walk away. He looks so mad. Oh, bitch ass motherfucker. Or whatever he said.
1: I mean, I, I watched the end of that game and I just thought for sure, like based on the last five weeks, the results of this game and the way Arthur Smith behaved at the end, I was like, yeah. you don't have any choice. You have to fire him.
0: Yeah, I um, thought that too when I saw that happen.
1: I was like, you got to fire this guy. Um. Nah. Yeah, so he's gone. Um, and then the next game, I mean, the Bucks won the NFC South barely uh, <laughs> in a nine to nothing win against the Panthers. Um, barely. This was this was a terrible game. Yeah, man. Um, Baker
0: was man. Baker's he's turning into one of my favorite players, regardless yeah. of position. Yeah. I like the stuff I heard about him as a leader. He's not the most skilled guy. But just you gotta like Baker Mayfield, man. Mm. This dude was obviously injured, and he was just playing through it, willing his team forward. And uh, you know they're playing the Panthers, so it's not like I mean they didn't look like they're gonna be world beaters. Or this shit. this this was the game. Beaters.
1: This game also kind of helped to form my mood as it was going back and forth between this game and the Falcons Saints game because. You know, as as the Bucks and the Panthers were struggling to put points on the board, you know, Falcon mm-hmm. Saints game was like tight. It was close. I mean, it was 17 yeah. to 17 at the half. And I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, the Bucks are going to fuck around and lose the NFC South. And one of these fucking <laughs> I was like, oh, my yeah. God, what is that? I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want this. I don't want this. I do not want mm. to sneak
0: into the playoffs yeah. like this. I don't want to do Panthers, this. How many points did they leave out there? Oh man, that DJ got fumbled right there he at fumbles the, goal into line. the end. zone. What else mm-hmm. happened? Didn't they uh lose it? They had another turnover or like penalty or something like that. Yeah. They just kept having mishaps and it was just like bad teams are gonna do bad team shit.
1: And think about I mean, this is this is literally back to back weeks where the Carolina Panthers scored zero points. Man. They lost twenty. Like, what, then they lose like twenty six to nothing last week and now they lose mm-hmm. nine. You hold the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to nine points and you lose. It's, it's a trash. dumpster fire. I mean, I don't know who they're gonna get in there to coach that that I don't know the, how their, how their owner team... feels,
0: man. He lost three hundred thousand dollars last week, so I don't know. He's I know. probably just pretty bummed anyway. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know what like the team being that bad, and also knowing that if you go to this organization, you have to somehow be yeah. under the umbrella of this jackass who owns the team. Like,
0: who's their coach next year? Brandon Staley. <laughs> That's funny, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. <laughs> one of these cast-off coaches. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these cast-off coaches are now at the at the Panthers. Oh my Just god! Just oh. life, collecting a check.
1: I would love for him. I would love for Arthur Smith to land at the Panthers just so that we could punch him in the face twice a year. Let me do it. <laughs> we should What's put next? him on the punchable yeah. face list. Yeah, oh he needs yeah, to be on there. Especially oh, now that he shaved that mustache. I was gonna say
0: without the without facial hair, he's got a punchable
1: punch that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> he just want, and you know, if you punch him, his neck is gonna wobble and shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To get started, visit plushcare dot com slash weight loss. That's plushcare dot com slash weight loss.
0: <laughs> then we got the uh the Bears play the Packers. Uh Jordan Love is solidifying himself. Who would have thought before the year started that Jordan Love was gonna be in the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers wasn't? Especially by the way everybody was talking. All of these mm. analysts that were picking the Jets to be a top five team or whatever. And uh Yeah. <clears throat> This is and a the very. Packers look good, man.
1: Yeah, the Packers are a very interesting team. I don't expect much out of them. No, um, in the playoffs this year, um, winning this game, they sneak into the playoffs, obviously. Um, but I would feel very good as a Packers fan knowing that you you have a good quarterback. You have some really really young, talented wide receivers. Like this team feels like, like. They can only get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what?
0: I Um, want to mm -hmm. say something real quick. Yep. The the NFC North as a whole Mm. has a bright future and can end up being a top division in the league. All of those teams seem to be heading in some way in the right direction. Now, the Bears could fuck it up by picking the wrong coach or picking the wrong Mm. quarterback or whatever, but they Mm. got everything out in front of them right now. The Lions Mm -hmm. have their quarterback and coach Mm -hmm. combination and can make some moves to get the quarterback of the future soon. They're like going to be in position to do that soon. right? The Vikings seem to have their coach and their quarterback. They did all right. They were on the cusp of the playoffs despite losing their franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. And the Packers found their franchise quarterback and had their coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. That division – Might be a gauntlet. It might be the AFC North of the NFC, pretty soon. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Who
0: finished the AFC North? All finished with winning records this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, entire division. So the most interesting thing about this game is obviously what and what are the Bears going to do? They've got two. They've got the number one pick, and they have the number ten pick. I think something like that. Mm -hmm. They have two picks in the top ten. Uh, a lot of people are predicting that the last couple of games, like a lot of people were saying that Justin Fields is essentially playing for his job in Chicago in this final week, which obviously didn't go well. There are a <laughs> lot of rumors that Justin Fields is going to wind up in Atlanta. Um, I, I don't that. know. Nah, well, Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll say this, was, we talked, I spoke I Swedish. to Yeah, I was thinking about you this weekend, because I was watching, Uh, I was watching the World Junior Hockey Tournament this weekend, USA yeah, beat too. Sweden. USA, sorry. baby, let's go <laughs> USA, <Sweden>. baby, <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but there, it wasn't in that game, it was in the semi-final game before that, where in between mm-hmm. periods, someone asked one of the commentators a question, and I thought about you, because you do that joke about that weird, where it's like, mm-hmm. not a yes, it's. It's not a no, it's kind of a maybe. Oh, yeah. ah, this guy yeah. did the weirdest one. He went, E-e-e-a-a-a. I was like, what the fuck? It sounded like someone stepped on a cat. I was like, that is fucking weird, bro. It was very funny. Uh, um, so, But the answer to your question is this. J-Isac and I spoke about this, and I said to him, I'm okay with Justin Fields coming to the Falcons if – We do not make the same mistake that the Broncos made and offer him an extension. He has one more year Uh left on his rookie deal. So if he could come to Atlanta, I, I believe that Justin Fields could be a very good quarterback if you can fit him into the right system and put him in the right situation and pair him up with the right coach. Maybe that's in Atlanta with whoever our new coach is. Maybe it's not. But if you bring him in and he's basically on the last year of his rookie deal and we treat it as a prove it year. Then, yeah, I'm yeah.
0: in. Yeah. And then, because like, then, Miami made a lot of uh, precedence for that because they still haven't – it probably is going to bite them in the ass because Tua is probably going to be in a position to ask for a lot of money. Right. But you can always say, well, Miami did that shit with Tua. Mm. We could do that shit with you. You know what okay. I mean?
1: Yeah, because I think I'm all in for him to come in and and see if it works. And then – and then if it doesn't, then who knows who yeah. comes out in the draft next year, and you can deal with it yeah. then. But it's like be smart about this. Like don't do that. Like, I mean Russell Wilson, all that money that he's going to get paid next year is money that is off of the extension that they offered him.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so like the Daniel Jones situation too. The, the Giants it, are kind of handcuffed.
1: Yeah. Don't make that mistake. Bring him in. Keep him on his rookie deal. If he balls out, offer him offer him a contract. So anyway. Uh, uh,
0: I want to say year. I don't, I don't want to talk about the next game I just want to say shout out to Antonio Pierce I hope you keep that job
1: Agreed, <laughs> totally meaningless Raiders went 27-14 yeah. to 14 over the Broncos there's, there's no reason to talk about this game Pack it up, see you guys next year yeah. um, I, I also Antonio. I agree with you I hope, I hope Antonio Pierce keeps his job But the next game, Eagles, Giants Bruh <laughs> <laughs> The fuck happened?
0: <laughs> man. I don't know. We've been saying they were uh, fool's gold all year. We we're saying that. they the chicks, what did I say? Chickens came to roost or whatever? Yeah, they so, did. Uh, man, because it, it caught up with the Eagles. They just had the worst game of the season at the worst time. Uh, and they just looked more vulnerable than they have all year getting blown out by the Giants. I thought as I was watching, I was like, they, they didn't the starters are in? Like, (laughs) I couldn't believe the starters were getting beat like that. And then uh, I saw Tommy DeVito. I was like, okay, they'll come back. And then it seemed like Tyrod Taylor, they just had no answer for him. And that's not a good sign, man. I mean, the
1: Giants were up 24 to nothing at the half.
0: Yeah. With the Eagles in a game
1: where the Eagles had everything to play for. And a week after losing to the low league, cardinals i i I was in shock watching this football game um and then of course it just it just kept getting worse as the night went on aj brown uh i don't know how long he's out for i think we're still waiting to hear how severe that is but he went down with a knee injury and then jalen hurts with that fucking finger did you see that no he follows through on a pass and he bangs his finger on the dude's helmet, and then they cut to a a close up, and he's holding his finger up, and his middle finger is just completely fucking crooked. It was disgusting.
0: Oh, oh <clears throat> um, I hate stuff like that.
1: And then, of course, he he wasn't playing well to to begin with, and now he's got a crooked mm. finger. Uh, so <laughs> right before the first half, in comes hit the button. <laughs> oh yeah! Marcus oh yeah! Maridota? I forgot. <laughs> I,
0: I can't find it. We got too many buttons over here. <laughs> I'll find it by the next episode.
1: And on the very <laughs> first pass, mm. of course, <laughs> he throws an interception.
0: Marcus Mariota. What's up, man? I, I forgot. Oh my god! <laughs> I should have had that ready. <laughs> I forgot he gave So hot. I was
1: like, "Oh my god! Poor Marcus Mariota."
0: Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. You weren't ready, (laughs) Marcus. He's like, man, this is a really sturdy guy, man. There's no way I'm getting into uh, it. It's my turn? (laughs) Oh, shit. Marcus Mariota?
1: (laughs) And then, funnily enough, Tyrod Taylor threw a pick of his own almost immediately after that, which, you know, it didn't didn't result in any points. Uh, But, yeah, the Eagles, I mean, I just feel like we're watching them come apart at the seams. I mean I don't I've know what team
0: talks about uh Sir, Sirianni being in trouble and I think that's ridiculous too man. Uh I yeah. I mean I I agree. I I I mean I think that I, when I think you know what the problem is hmm. that when it's working when the team is looking good and this is going to be the case with uh Mike McDaniel as well when it's hmm. working good everybody's all in man you're a philosopher you're you're speaking to people's hearts. But if it's not working, you're just a a coach-speak joke. Right. And I think that's where they're starting to – people don't take it seriously. But I do think that's the next generation of coaching, the Sirianis and the Mike McDaniel. And all of us uh, testosterone junkies might as well just get used to it because that's what's going to work for these Mm. Gen X – I'm sorry – these Gen Z, Gen Alpha players that are coming into the league.
1: Hmm. I mean, the reality is this: the Eagles are eleven and six. Yeah. Um. You know, they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinators last year.
0: Yep. Okay, so that was why I predicted the Cowboys to win a division. You can, you can be mad
1: at Nick Sirianni, without having to fire him right like regardless of what happens to them in the playoffs um you can't the guys he's he's been your best coach
0: since you know who predicted this version of jalen hurts nobody 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 predicted this guy would be a top five to ten quarterback in the league consistently and he has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Nobody yeah. this guy got that out of him, so everybody can chill on that.
1: I think everybody needs to relax in Philadelphia. Yes, you are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. We all know that. Might. Nah, come on. This <laughs> <laughs> no. I really I there's no way. I you don't it's very rare. Look, I saw some it's comparisons. The, one, son. the fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> exactly. I saw some comparisons this week. To, of the Eagles to um, the Ravens when, when Flacco won the Super Bowl. The, <laughs> no. no. No, no, no. No, but I'm saying the comparison was the record. They held up okay. the last six games of the seasons for the Ravens that year and mm. the last six games of the season for the Eagles, and it was literally symmetrical. It was yeah, like win, loss, 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 win. You know, it was like so I get what people are trying to say. That being said, this team has been kind of Is Ray, Lewis going, Ray Lewis on the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's yeah. Ed and Reed out there, and Reez where Ed Reed at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <fuck this> <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't I, I expect I mean, I even I mean the Eagles they're playing the Buccaneers in the first round. Am I right?
0: Mm.
1: I, I think they yeah. can lose that game easy. Um either way, I you know, it is what it is. You come back next year, hopefully you get your shit together. But um Sirianni's job should be safe in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Next game is the uh Seahawks Cardinals. Bird battle. Did the- <laughs> Oh yeah, forgot about that. Did they have a uh, – was this uh- <laughs> There weren't many playoff implications. Seahawks needed some help or whatever, but well, he, he, yeah,
1: the, the Seahawks needed to win, and they needed a lot of things to yeah, break their way, yeah, it was and, not gonna and none of them, none of them did. It was just too, it was too much to ask for. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the Seahawks. To be honest, I got nothing with you. to say, man.
0: I, <laughs> we'll I don't see either. In the off
1: <laughs> I mean, I think you know. I think the Cardinals are in a good position regarding the draft. They have a pretty high draft pick. They have a good chance to go get them a nice offensive weapon. There mm-hmm. appears that they're going to stick with Kyler Murray, which sure that sounds Makes fine sense. by me. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, Seattle probably has a lot more questions to ask themselves regarding specifically the quarterback position. I mean, as much as fun as we had with Geno last year. You know, it kind of came down to earth a little bit this year. Not, It's not like the bottom fell out, but it's
0: like, is
1: this really your answer at quarterback? I'm not really sure.
0: Um, I mean, we could fully consider him a stopgap quarterback, though. 100%. I agree Until with that. Until they get the right guy, yeah. So. Uh, they need he's to build up. He's doing what he's supposed to do.
1: They got to build up this defense, too. I just think they were yeah. too bad and too inconsistent throughout the year. So, yeah. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, Gino. to be fair. I want him to yeah. say – I, I'd i like to just keep him in our lives. He's fun to have around.
0: Yeah. I've gotten over that beef I had with him. Mm. He was a young dummy back then. Mm. The uh, Chiefs Chargers, nothing to say about that. We'll see what the Chargers do. They still got mm. some pieces on their roster. So I'd like to see what coach they go with. It'll be cool to see if uh, Belichick ends over there. Uh, Belichick versus Andy Reid would be fun. That would be fascinating. Rams 49ers. Hmm. That was fun, uh, but that was also kind of inconsequential. Mm, for the, the most part, got, yeah. the, the Rams got their victory, and they're in, and P- a Puka, Puka Nakua got his uh, rookie record, mm. so that was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to say. You got anything else to say about that?
1: Not really. No. Mm-mm.
0: And the Cowboys beat the four, the the Commanders, and they're now the two seed because of the Eagles fumbling their position, mm. and now the Cowboys are. They're gonna play against the uh Green Bay Packers. This one was this one was tricky. I mean, the, the Commanders I might have lost the, on purpose if I would <laughs> No, I don't you don't lose on purpose, but still.
1: The commanders looked, The Commanders looked really feisty in the beginning of this game. And the Cowboys kind of struggled in the beginning. Like they mm-hmm. it felt like the Commanders we're, you know that whole like we're playing for pride kind of thing. It really felt like they were going to come out and make this a close game, um, but then the cream eventually decided to rise to the top, uh, and and Dak Prescott uh, and Tony Pollard too. Tony Pollard had one of his better games of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they th- this eventually just turned into a you know one sided a, yeah. a, a beat down thirty eight to ten um, again. We are assuming that um, Riverboat Ron will get, will you Mm. know, will lose his job, and then the big question here is, you know, do they bring in a Bill Belichick? What happens with Biennemi? Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to see. I mean, we've been following this Eric Biennemi journey for a long time. (laughs) Yeah uh i'm what, really really what
0: if belichick comes in and keeps the enemy and you got <laughs> belichick dude, cranky
1: competitive creative
0: Man. smart
1: angry yep. vindictive motherfuckers who are just looking to <laughs> set the league i in a way it's like it would be it awesome, sounds fun talk about a buddy movie belichick the yeah. enemy <laughs> that'd be a hell of a buddy movie right there
0: Yep, the hoodie and king cooper I am black,
1: and you are white. <laughs> you are
0: blind as a bat. And I, and have, I have sight. sight. <laughs> what a sketch. Uh, yeah, but that's it. And then the final game, which I stayed up and watched, was a baffling game for me. Was the Dolphins. They came out like, fuck the Bills. That's how the Dolphins came out. And I thought, smooth sailing, going to get this victory. I'm chilling. I'm rolling on Twitter, looking at all this stuff that uh, people are saying, looking for all of the haters out there, all of the bitter Dolphins fans. Josh Allen is just doing his best Tannehill impersonation. Just give us the game. And Miami wouldn't take it. And then all it took was one – was it punt or kickoff? One punt return. Yep. It was a punt because somebody got hurt and ran into another player, and it ruined the whole blocking uh, – the tackling scheme, the lanes. And they opened it up. Buffalo Bills get a touchdown off special teams, and that ends mm. up being basically where everything turned around. Miami didn't score in the second half, just all punts and a pick.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, so I was just like.
1: I have, I have yet to see anything from this game. I'm going to
0: go back and watch it later. Um, it started out strong, man, running the ball right down the Bills. Th- not right down the throat, but they had this new style of run they started doing. There's another wrinkle, and it seemed to confuse the Bills. Almost like a counter pitch. They mm-hmm. take a step, make everybody think they're going left. All of a sudden, Tua's pitching. to Tua even turned the wrong way on purpose. Mm. It's pretty cool. One step, turn the wrong way. Everybody reacts, and then he's pitching it the other way. And it's Devon Achan, just mm. who <laughs> came in the game averaging eight yards a carry. They run for 100 and some yards in the first half and then don't uh, do anything in the second half. And then uh, it comes down to the end still because the defense held the Bills' offense to only two scores. Mm. And, uh, yeah, then the Bills end up, they get that final touchdown, and then Tua just throws a pick at the end. And the one play, Tyreek Hill gets tackled. He starts grabbing his back. He steps out of the game. Mm. You know he's going to come back. He kind of does that. Just stand over there. He's ready to come back in. Right. That play, Tua throws a pick, and that's the end of the game. (laughs) The one play Tyreek's not in the game. He throws it, he throws it like it's like he's throwing it to Tyreek, but it's Cedric Wilson who has zero separation. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I'm I'm excited. Like as a Dolphins fan, I'm a realist as well. I'm not super bummed. I'm bummed that we lost, don't have home field advantage. That sucks. That was a huge drop from second place to sixth place. Not too concerned about the teams. I'm I'm just only hoping that they didn't play Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle because they're preserving them for the playoffs, and not because they can't go. Because I know Waddle practiced and Raheem practiced a little bit both right. the, in the week, so I'm hoping they were like, "Let's see if we can beat them, and if we can't, we'll be back and better by the time we see them again." My hope. I
1: mean, it's um, <clears throat> it's a it's an interesting sliding doors. Situation because obviously, well, first of all, like I mean, with all of the up and down roller coaster drama of the Buffalo Bills this year, it just seems like you kind of have to sort of scratch your head to figure out, like, oh, they still won the division, that's weird,
0: yes,
1: <laughs> you know. I mean, it felt like they were falling off the side of a cliff yeah. six weeks ago.
0: Um but little little has been there has been a lot of focus on Miami beating bad teams, but the AFC right. East has played the worst the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. Sure. And the Buffalo Bills had the second easiest schedule all season mm. and Miami had the third easiest schedule. So the Buffalo Bills hit their easy patch now. Right. Miami hit their easy easy patch early and it all caught up and then the difference was the Bills beat Miami twice.
1: Right. But by the sliding doors scenario, what I mean by that is that because of this loss, the Dolphins will play the Chiefs in mm-hmm. the first round, which, you know, given how mediocre and the Chiefs have been this year,
0: yeah, yeah if not so scary. Dolph-
1: <clears throat> if I were a Dolphins fan, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that scared by it. Um, if they won, the Bills- it would
0: have been the Steelers.
1: Yeah, exactly, and the Bills wind up playing the Steelers, who are kind of trending up at the moment. Um, uh. So, it you it it would be interesting to see when it's all over after the wild card weekend if maybe you dodged a bullet here, oddly enough. <laughs> it, it, and the be- uh,
0: and, and uh, during at the halftime at the break, mm. McDermott seemed like he was about to go chew Josh Allen out. <laughs> because they mm. asked she asked him like what's up because he had thrown two picks he throws the ball at the end of the second of the second quarter he throws it of the end zone and they mm. end up leaving with no points because the guy gets right. tackled at the one yard line and they don't have time to to spike the ball and leave with any points and he just basically was like you can't throw the ball right there you gotta be more you know stop trying to be a hero and shit like he says that shit as mm. they're going to the locker room so it feels like mm. a little bit of contention or like uh I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I, I'm still wary of the Bills. I would say.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't leave there feeling like that was some great team. No, when the game was over, it was like, man, they looked so beatable, and we just couldn't put it together. It's another. I don't feel like the Dolphins gave me much confidence, unless I think about the players they don't have that they should have. But you could say the same for the Bills. But their guys aren't coming back. They keep getting. Sure. Their defense is decimated, and those guys aren't coming back. And right. Miami's—they're no. uh, going to have a full arsenal on offense come mm-hmm. playoffs. It's a good Pink point. Goodness.
1: Speaking of the playoffs, um, here, okay, super wild card weekend matchups. <laughs> okay,
0: super wild card weekend.
1: Yeah, that's what they call it now.
0: I know. Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: Saturday. 10:30 p.m. European time, 4:30 in America. Obviously, we got the number five Browns going up against the number four Texans. What a game! Very interesting, especially what given that game. Deshaun Watson's not going to be like this would be <laughs> like the narrative would be so fascinating if he was still, but he's not. I don't know. It's just yeah.
0: the scriptwriters were like, "We had this here for you."
1: <laughs> yeah, we we had it tucked away for you, but we're going to give it to Joe Flacco instead. <laughs> <laughs> we have recast Deshaun Watson with Joe Flacco. Uh and then the late game on Saturday, which is two AM here, unfortunately, eight PM in America. You get the number six Dolphins versus the number three Kansas City Chiefs. And this is the game that everybody was hoping to see. You remember earlier, this game took place already er, earlier Mm. in the season, but it took place in Germany, and everybody was a little annoyed because it was like, oh, it could have been Tyreek Hill going home to play in Kansas City for the first time. Well, I guess the script writers were like, sorry, we'll We'll give that back to you. (laughs) Um, So that's a pretty fascinating narrative there um, to see what happens. And I agree with you. I think the Dolphins going in with their full complement of weapons against the Chiefs. Um, they gotta feel pretty good about their chances. I would say.
0: Didn't the Chiefs lose somebody a cornerback? Oh, did they? I think they lost. Unless he was, it was short. I don't know. I gotta look at it. We'll look at it when we go into. Uh it. Somebody was laid out, and it looked like they he was really hurting. So we'll see.
1: Sunday, seven o'clock European time, one o'clock in America. You got the number seven. Steelers versus the number two Bills. Um, yeah, again, like I said, that's sliding doors. I wonder if the Bills might have gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble by winning this game against the Dolphins because the Steelers' defense has been playing well. The run game's looking good. Mason Rudolph has suddenly unlocked my man, former Bulldog George Pickens. Winner mm. um, winner, my- the NFC
0: games. I haven't heard about any yet.
1: Mm, yeah, those are coming up now. Uh, okay. Sunday at 10.30 European time, 4.30 in America we have the number 7 Green Bay Packers versus the number 2 mm. Dallas Cowboys I guess the more interesting thing you got Mike McCarthy going up against his old team mm. which is a little fascinating um, I would expect the Cowboys to beat the living shit out of the Packers <laughs> um, I mean the Cowboys play really really well at home -hmm. And the Packers are the Packers. They're just not not, complete yet. They're not that good, right?
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so. But it's the playoffs, man. Any given Sunday or Saturday.
1: Um, Sunday, two a.m. So technically Monday here. Um, but yeah, eight p.m. on Sunday in America. You got the Rams going up against the Lions. This is narrative-wise, is the most fascinating game of the Super Wild Card. Weekend you've got Goff who used to play for the Rams versus Stafford who used to play for the Lions. I mean, this is <laughs> you know, it it this is juicy right here. Yeah. Uh in a
0: trade that worked out for both teams. Yeah. Like it's like and, it shouldn't be any bitterness between the teams, but you know, they'll make it well, they'll draw it up. I'm Maybe sure golf should I have think, a little bitterness.
1: I think Goff should have a little bitterness given that he was <laughs> you know t- cast off to the lions yeah. and then watch this old Staff team. Leo. Like, oh, Yo, now you want to be good? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have stayed if you would have fucking done hey, this Build a game. team,
0: build a team around me.
1: Shit. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to build one around Goff? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ryan uh, Gosling? But this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a good football game. You got two interesting yeah. coaches, two great rosters. Yeah. Um, this one's this one, I'm a little mm. surprised they didn't put this. Well, I guess it's Sunday primetime. But, uh, yeah, anyway, Monday primetime, 2 a.m. in Europe, 8 p.m. in America.
0: You got the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. Um, I can't believe they're doing a Monday game.
1: Mm, yeah. Not
0: some team's going to have a short week. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't. They could have put all that shit on Sunday or Saturday. Oh, they could have. Yeah, this could have been the. Imagine I if you they... end up playing Monday, winning your game, and now you gotta go mm. against a team that played on Saturday.
1: Mm. That has
0: two days of rest on you. Hmm. Mm. Disrespect. And it's the four or five seed. So that mm-hmm. means they're gonna play the uh I guess do they reseed?
1: Mm
0: They don't reseed, I... so it's gonna they're gonna have to play against the Ram the winner of the Rams in Detroit? Or, no, the mm. winner of Green Bay, I don't know how it's going to go.
1: <clears throat> I think they'll work, like, whatever seed you are, you play against the higher. I mean, you okay, might. So
0: they do receive. Okay.
1: Whoever. Yeah, I guess maybe they do. Yeah. Okay. Because
0: uh, that's what suck if you end up like, oh, shit, I just won the game. I'm Tampa Bay. I won on Monday night. <laughs> or or I'm Philly, and I won on Monday night, and now I got to go against <clears throat> <laughs> the fucking Green Bay, who had two, <laughs> two that they played on Saturday.
1: Right. Naturally, we have um, the Ravens and the 49ers and the one seed who will just be hanging out watching these games, Mm -hmm. licking their chops.
0: Um, Yep. I wonder if I was a coach, would I have two game plans ready or would I wait? I guess you still find out a week ahead. hmm. But I'd be planning already. I'd be in the the, just like, okay, we could end up with what we do for Philly? What you guys got? What would you do for Detroit? What you got? What we how we gonna attack? Or we probably just watch and film all week on every yeah. Every oh yeah. We're gonna be watching a lot shit. of film. Oof. I'd love that shit. Hmm. Am I too yeah. old to get into coaching? Uh yeah. no, of course not. No? no. I, could, no. I still got forty years left to be president, so that's I true. Still run for, I could still be qualified to be president for 40 more years till I'm in my 80s. Yeah.
1: I'll
0: vote for you. Yeah, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Should we do superlatives? Yeah, I got a couple. All right. Well, I can uh, go first. Mm-hmm. My uh my my MVP, I'm gonna go with uh CJ Stroud. Mm. Um they showed a shot of him while I was watching the game. At draft night, he was really emotional. And they, there's been talk about the doubters. You know how that is. And the the trauma porn that they've been doing for the last few years at the draft, too. Somebody posted uh, some NFL notification type uh, account posted that his father was in jail for 30 years. What the fuck does that have to do with this guy? Mm. He's not even 30. That means his dad, like, <laughs> why are we talking about this? Right. So, yeah, uh making it to where he's at and all the doubters can really shut it and this guy going to the playoffs his first season and being a part a big part of why that team is fully turned around i gotta say that uh i'm I'm proud of him and i can't wait to see his future so to uh one cj Stroud, i can't find a button but you know i don't want to say you're the real mvp (laughs) yeah he's
1: he's a great player Um, I got to give it to Puka Nakua oh, yeah. for, br- for breaking the rookie wide receiver record for both yards and receptions. This dude was a fifth-round draft pick who emerged out of nowhere as one of the best stories of the 2023 season. For the receptions record, Nakua with 105 receptions surpassed your guy current Dolphin, Jalen mm-hmm. Waddell, who had 104 waddle, waddle, waddle. in his, his rookie year.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: for receiving yards, Nakua finished the year with 1,486 yards receiving, surpassing a 63-year-old record held by former Houston Oiler, Bill Grohman, who mm. reached 1,473 receiving yards in 1960, back when they only played 14 games. Wow.
0: Pretty impressive.
1: It's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, Jamar Chase is in third. Justin Jefferson is in fourth. I mean, it's just like what a what a great story. I don't even think this guy hits the field if Cooper Cup isn't injured mm. at the beginning of the season. Uh, and here we are breaking a rookie receiving record. I, I just think it's it's a fascinating story. Uh, for me, nice. Puka is my real MVP. You the real MVP.
0: <clears throat> uh, my trash. It's none other than the generational phenom, T-Law, Trevor Lawrence. Mm. And it's not his fault that everybody was acting like he was the next generation. It's his skin color's fault. And uh, no, <laughs> they liked that he was handsome. They liked that he had the long hair. I don't even think he's handsome. I think it's a it's a trick that they say. I think he's a goofy looking dude. But that's besides the point. <laughs> he's still a good quarterback on a good team, had a lot of talent around him, because that's when Clemson was in their heyday. And uh. – Everybody bought into that, and they were just like, you got to. I remember the tank for Trevor that was going out there. They were talking about it, even though uh, we had what we thought might be our quarterback, but people were still saying tank <laughs> for Trevor. That was the thing. And now this guy came into the league. He was all right. He's been all right. Mm-hmm. He's been all right. He's shown flashes. He still has one of my favorite honeypot or honey hole passes in the league, but you need more than that, and he proved that this week. By just looking pedestrian. I don't know. Just, we talk about last year that crazy comeback, but we always forget that crazy comeback doesn't happen if he doesn't throw four picks in the first half. Mm-hmm, that's true. <laughs> so this guy, it's not like they just couldn't get it together. No, he was losing the game actively for them in order to create that comeback, and we can't forget that this dude can be average, and we should stop stamping everybody with generational and let this shit happen. But what happened this past week was Mr. Lawrence.
1: You are trash!
0: And ain't lost the game for your team. That's,
1: uh, those are all very good points. Um, <clears throat> uh, I am obviously going to talk about Arthur Smith <laughs> as my trash for many reasons. Um, you got weapons coming out of your ears, but you don't know how to use them. Um for your dickhead post game press conference energy throughout the entire season. I don't care about your fantasy. Exactly. For being a terrible play caller, for believing in Desmond Ritter, for making our <laughs> significant defensive improvement virtually irrelevant. Uh, And finally, for mouthing off to Saints coach Dennis Allen at the end of this embarrassing Week 18 loss because he scored a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game instead of kneeling the ball. Hey, Arthur, you don't want to see an embarrassing, meaningless touchdown? Stop (laughs) him. Stop him. But no, you choose to further embarrass yourself by acting like a whiny little bitch getting in Dennis Allen's face, acting like you want to throw a fucking punch or some shit as if being the poster boy for rich white entitled privileged wasn't enough. You also want to be the poster boy for toxic masculinity. Ooh, man. Fuck this guy. (laughs) And as we say down South, Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. (laughs) Arthur Smith, you are trash. You are trash!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, um, my shit got learned. Hmm. And this one really applies to your team. Because they're out there and they're doing this coach search. Hmm. But my shit got learned is it's not always about this flashy offensive guru stuff. And I decided to look through some of the top coaches of all time. And it feels like the way to go is to get a coach that's more of a leader, a leader of people, just has leadership qualities more than offensive gurus. Offensive Mm. gurus will get you so far. But I feel like the best coaches, I can't think of one that's offensive besides Andy Reid,
1: Mm.
0: that's legendary coach. You got your Bill Belichick, your Bill Parcells, your Mike Tomlin, uh, t- Tony Dungy, just keep naming them. They all come from defensive Bill Cowher, uh, if you want to say John Harbaugh. None of these guys were offensive coaches except for Andy. He's the exception to the rule, it feels like. So if I'm building a team, I'm looking at these top coaches, and I'm thinking maybe we don't go for this flashy Ben Johnson thing. Hmm. Maybe we go for a guy that can relate on the other side of the ball and get the leadership part first. So it feels hmm. like just he's Did you say Tameka Ryan's? Mistakes. No, I didn't want to say that as an all-time coach, but it looks like that's that's what turned <laughs> no. it around. You look yeah, at the quick no, turnarounds too.
1: Yeah, he's not. No, you're right. He's not an all-time coach, but I was just thinking like along the lines of your uh, yeah your your argument there. Like he's yeah he fits it in some ways. W-
0: when you see a quick turnaround like that, normally it is like uh, he got fired quickly, but Brian Flores had already turned the team around. Defensive coach mm. Mike Vrabel. As a coach mm. all of these guys man but then we quickly run after the flashy thing the offense and we'll see
1: i mean looking back on arthur smith it's like it's hard to th- like what what was so flashy about him that like his <laughs> his like calling card for the job was like oh he unlocked ryan Tannehill. it's like what
0: <laughs> yeah and and they got a.j brown the same year <laughs> exactly I think so, if they don't look at the flash and they look at the, the man and how the the, the philosophy uh, – I can't imagine what Arthur Smith said his philosophy was in his so, interview.
1: Yeah, so he unlocks Ryan Tannehill, so we bring him in along with Marcus Mariota. What? How does that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite understand. Marcus, Marcus Mariota? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, no sense. I
0: don't know. That's so what I was just thinking about it. I decided to go through and look at the top coaches, and I was mm. just like, damn, the only one – that exception to the rule is Andy Reid, man. That was the only hmm. one I could I could see at the top. I don't know uh, Don Shula's background. He might be an offensive coach. I don't know where he's, you know, what he started as. But it seems like back then those guys just coached everywhere. They might not even have had coordinators. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I don't know how that goes. But in this in the later era, when people were coordinators and whatnot. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Something uh, I was thinking about, man.
1: Mine's short. My shit got learned. Is there's always next year, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's always That's next year. That's what keeps year. us going, man. Uh, there's always next year, and and you know we're at the end of the season, and and um, there's only a couple more weeks before this all turns into a pumpkin and disappears, and and uh, you know, and then we this uh, being a fan of the NFL is tough man it, the offseason is probably longer for this sport than there is for for any other sport um but yeah it's um I'm excited I'm I, I'm the season given the way it played out for me as a Falcons fan everything ended perfectly mm. uh with all that way, talent <clears throat> with all that talent with all the promise of hiring a new coach and finding a new quarterback like I Despite the embarrassment of the year that has passed, I, I feel hope again, which is how they keep sucking me back in. So, you know, there's
0: always we'll next care. year. Uh, I'm putting spec on Tyrod Taylor's name. Mm. He <laughs> he was removed from action due to a little needle in a little lung a couple mm. of years ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, he's back and he's breathing right again and. He was completely disrespected a few weeks ago when he was healthy and they put him in second string and uh, had Tommy DeVito come out and show why this was only temporary. The little Tommy DeVito hand motion was a temporary thing. It was fun while it lasted. But in the end, Tyrod Taylor was (laughs) head and shoulders above anyone else on that roster. And uh, he came out in this game and was the best quarterback in the game against Jalen Hurts. And they they beat down. The Eagles. And for a little stand of the game, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Uh, Might have re-injured his lung puncture. I don't know. But he got hurt. (laughs) He comes out of the game. And you see the Giants of old form right before our eyes when Tommy DeVito is running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Tyrod Taylor comes back in, steadies the ship, and they finish off the game. And it showed that he needed some spec, man. So go ahead and tell him, Tyrod. Put some respect on my name. I'm
1: going to go with Derrick Henry playing in what will likely be his last game as a Tennessee Titan on his 30th birthday, walking out onto the field and this man delivered 19 carries 153 yards and a touchdown hanging around after the game, signing autographs with the fans. A lot of people think that King Henry is done. And I hereby decree that his highness is just getting started. <laughs> Get this man to a contender so that he can capture the ring this king so deserves. Derrick Henry, Titans legend and record holder for most one thousand yard seasons in Titans slash Oilers history. I command that respect be placed upon us, his royal name. Get this man. Put to some respect out. on my name.
0: <laughs> Upon thy nameth.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uponeth thy nameth. (laughs) All
0: right. Uh I think I'm gonna say the scariest teams are Ravens 49ers because they got the bye weeks. Hmm. Uh I don't know what else to say. Uh Rams are pretty scary though.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna i I'm gonna agree with you on the 49ers, but as shaky as the Bills are this is, you know, the rest of the league had an opportunity to make sure that these motherfuckers didn't yeah. get into the playoffs. And I think they can come in and really spoil it for everyone. I feel like after today, no matter what we saw over the last couple of weeks, you just clear the slate, play
0: some fucking football.
1: <laughs> you know that's what I mean? It's like, it, it's yeah. like I, I'm a little scared of the Bills right now.
0: Not me. I just saw them in action, and that's not scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched them. I was like, what? I was more well, embarrassed by my team, but yeah. they would have had to. I don't know. Before Who knows? We could out- be mistaken.
1: Before we get out of here, I want to say good luck to the Michigan Wolverines and the Washington Ooh. Huskies. A new national champion will be crowned tonight for anyone yeah. interested in watching it um, because despite my requests, the Georgia Bulldogs are not allowed to win it every year. Um, but, yeah, it should be interesting. <laughs> are you going to watch? I'm not going to. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, for,
0: I want Michigan to win though for Harbaugh. You do because he's gonna uh, he's gonna come to the NFL. I like for him to come to the NFL. And he's I love gonna... it when I love it when teams like coaches like <clears throat> jab mm. Nick Saban a little mm. bit, mm. and him being in the Super Bowl as a coach in the NFL mm-hmm. and winning the national championship after beating Nick Saban. Mm. Chef's kiss pettiness. That would be and, nice because uh, I feel like Nick Saban just can't do it in the pros. He is
1: likely coming to the NFL regardless,
0: yeah.
1: Um, because he there's so many scandals swarming yeah. around the Michigan Wolverines, I don't think he's going to stick around for that. I think no. Rumor, rumor the 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 while well, the most common rumor that I'm hearing is that he's he's going to get the Chargers' job. Mm. But who cool. knows? I mean, there's a lot of openings, so he could wind up in all kinds of places. So
0: There'll probably be more, man.
1: Oh, there will be, for sure.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to see. Mm. All right, we'll be back to talk about that uh, as it happens, all of the firings on Black Monday, African-American Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Indigenous Peoples Monday.
1: If it's all white guys, we're going to have to rename it to White Monday.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let's do that. But this has been Spinnerfell Bell with John DeRollins. You have me Zara. Well, I'll let y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all.